day 221 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with David Keefe and Cindy Camp. And we continue to work our way through the Gospel of Mark. And what a beautiful portrayal of our Lord this is as we you know, come to chapter 14 today. You know, the first, you know, after the chapter has Jesus uh, being anointed, you know, by a sinful woman in Bethany sharing Passover, you know, with his disciples. And then it takes us across uh, the valley into the Garden of Gethsemane where he pleads with the Lord at all possible to take the moment from him. Very human portrait of who Jesus was and his his suffering and even the anticipation of the suffering and causing great distress, you know, that Mark you know, Mark tells us. And then we uh, move into to that hour where uh, the disciples have fainted in prayer three times and all of a sudden there are Jesus' enemies and he has turned over, as he said, three times already into the hands of sinners. Uh, to be betrayed, spit upon, and, and, and mocked, to be killed, mm-hmm. and arise on the third day. So we pick up uh, in um, chapter 43, I mean, verse 43, chapter 14. Father, we thank you for everything our Lord endured on our behalf. We thank you that you did not spare your only son, but gave him up for us all. We thank you that you so loved us that you gave your son that we might believe in him and not be condemned, but have everlasting life. We read these passages and we agonize along with our Lord for everything that he was subjected to, the horror that he experienced. And we thank you that you allowed that to happen in order to redeem us. Father, as we read this, may we be touched once again by the depth of the love you have for us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 14, beginning in verse 43. As he was speaking, uh, warning the disciples about their need to persevere in prayer, and disciples unable to persevere in prayer. Mm-hmm. And just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them, the one I kiss is the man, arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scripture must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest and all the chief priests, and the elders and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at a fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were there looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days we'll build another not made with hands. And even then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you going to answer? What is the testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. 
high priest towards close. When we need any more witnesses, he asked, you've heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Some began to spat at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fist, and said, prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said to, again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you're one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken to him before the rooster crows twice. You'll disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. And what a mm. tragic end to the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, a man that Jesus loved deeply and who loved Jesus deeply, but in that hour uh, couldn't find the courage, um, shrunk from a servant girl and then from those around him. And even you know, comes to a place where he said he called down curses from heaven. And, uh, you know, usually as you find those in the Old Testament, something, you know, may the Lord deal with me ever so severely, you know, if I'm blind to you. Mm-hmm. So he's calling down the, the curses of hell on himself uh, as he says this. And certainly the next time he sees Jesus, that's going to be uh, first and foremost uh, on, on his mind. So as you read through this, you know, um, the trial, Jesus being arrested and the, and the trial and Peter's denial, what are some of the things that stand out in the passage? I mean, definitely, I mean, this is a very intense passage just with mm-hmm. everything going on and Christ coming out of the garden and then being betrayed by Judas with mm-hmm. a kiss of all things. And, and I mean, obviously verse 50 stands out to me a lot. You know, after all this had happened, then everyone deserted him and fled and so we could see christ just left alone to go to the courts and then to go to the cross but just that idea and that picture of of christ being deserted and everyone fleeing him is is a heavy image and a and a sad image um, as we consider his movement to the cross yeah and, and of course the kiss did not mean in their culture what it you know meant means in our culture it, it was a sign of intimacy but it was also an exchange of peace mm. And uh, so you have a friend betraying him, and he's betraying him with a wish of, wish of peace. Will it be everything but a, but a wish of peace? It'll be a, a wish of calamity, ultimately. And uh, you know, not only does he say, you know, arrest him, but he said, take him away under guard. Mm-hmm. He realizes this is a very, you know, dicey situation. Of course, we have someone who pulls out their sword and yeah. cuts off someone's <laughs> ear. We know from the other gospels, Peter. this is Peter, <laughs> Mark, and. Uh, Peter, of course, you know next week we'll refer to Mark as his beloved son. And so Mark as his beloved son doesn't name names. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard Although, someone I'm say sure, yeah. the guy that ran away without his clothing might have been Mark. Have you heard that? Uh, that is that is an interesting, you know, speculation because it's a nice, you know, verse up, you know, 51 is a, is a crazy little one and out. There's a young man wearing nothing but a linen garment and they grab his garment and he runs away. <laughs> Naked. It, it could fit Mark. You know, uh, Mark's uh, mother uh, is the one who you know has a magnificent upper room. You know, that is prepared for the disciples and the place where the disciples, you know, are meeting the wedding. You know, Pentecost. And Mark grew up in the city. 
that's where he was acquainted, you know, with the ministry of Peter uh, as well. So I, I guess there's a, there's a yeah, small maybe. chance he yeah. said, I, I just want to get myself in the gospel. Even if it's naked, <laughs> I'm going to get in the gospel. Yeah, fantastic. Kind of little cameo appearance, mm-hmm. you know, taking place. I, I was kind of struck how some of this is um, sounding kind of reminiscent of you know Isaiah 53 and then even some of what Jesus had told him when he said I will strike the shepherd and the, sh- and the sheep will be scattered so when you're hearing you know how everyone fled and deserted him there's just all those little little things that keep coming back up that I'm sure at one point they just kind of stop and reflect on and realize wow that was yeah no even was, in what verse 61 how Jesus is silent before all of exactly. his accusers mm-hmm. you know if you're listening to this in real time we we just had Easter and we just had Good Friday and Paul mm-hmm. led us through the servant song of Isaiah 53, yeah. where we see that he's he's silent, like a lamb before yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. his silent. accusers, yeah. exactly. And you do see that, and of course, even the you know the betrayal and the sheep you know, being scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark wants us to know, you know, in verse you know about 49, uh, that this is a fulfillment of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happening exactly the way as it's you know been foretold, and the way that it's been promised, and everything is happening according to God's plan and according to. You know the word of you know the word of scripture, mm-hmm. you know as, as well, and then of course you you have him you know before the you know Sanhedrin and of course by Jewish law, uh, they only needed two witnesses. Mm-hmm. If yeah. we can get two guys to agree, just yeah. get your story together. Mm-hmm. If two of you can agree, but uh, mm-hmm. they've they've been looking for excuses you know to uh, uh, condemn him, and not only mm-hmm. excuses to condemn him, but to condemn him you know, condemn him to death. But they cannot find two witnesses that match and then all of a sudden they have something they think that they can hang their hat on you know truly national sedition this guy said he's going to destroy the temple Mm -hmm. and of course that's not the temple that he had in mind Mm -hmm. Uh, and they couldn't even get their you know story you know to fit together and so finally you know the the high priest or the chief priest just turns to jesus and he said can you condemn yourself by your own words and he asked him you know the, you know the question are um uh, are you the messiah the son of the blessed one and jesus gives a, a rather unexpected answer uh, he says i am uh, underneath the text it's uh, you know two words mm-hmm. i myself am or ego a me which has kind of the ring of the way that you know god introduced him you know, to Moses, say that I am mm. sent you. So he said, I am. And he said, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds in heaven, which is uh, Daniel 7 prophecy of the final triumph over the Son, over the nations, and the judgment of the nations. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge irony in the text. Right now you're sitting in judgment of me, but one day you will see me coming in the clouds of heaven Mm-hmm. Uh, which has you know to do with his return, in which yeah. I will judge the nations. So mm-hmm. now you are my judge, mm-hmm. uh, but the time is coming uh, when I will be your judge. No, it even you know, makes me think of even the Apostle Paul in Philippians. You know, as we see Christ being obedient, going to the cross, we also see that that glimmer that but also one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord you know and then so uh, to the glory seeing, of god the father yeah, yeah. And, and of course they miss a possibility here verse 6 3 the high priest towards clothes what do we need to any more witnesses he said you've you've heard the blasphemy there is one possibility 
the possibility is he mm-hmm. could be the son of the blessed one, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And they have seen enough signs and wonders, and they have heard him teach. Mark has laid those out you know, clearly for us, uh, the testimony of Scripture. Uh, but uh, they're close to that possibility because it doesn't fit their paradigm. It didn't fit mm-hmm. what they're looking for. And I'm not sure anything would have fit what they were looking for. They had yeah. a very comfortable mm-hmm. existence uh, and uh, were more you know, more inclined. To, we'll see even when they choose Barabbas, you know, later over Jesus, you know, they're, they're choosing someone that wanted to upset their little comfortable relationship with Rome. And they hate Rome, but they love the comfort, you know, that Rome brings, you know, that Rome brings to them. Mm. And uh, they, they don't look at the possibility that this may be who God has promised all along. And they all of them uh, condemned him as worthy of death. Mm. And then, of course, they, they beat, you know, they blindfold him and they Terrible. beat him and they spit on him. And uh, they say prophesy, of course, and the other gospels mm. that say, "Tell us who hit you." Who hit you? And, and of course, he could have called out names mm. and their fathers' names mm-hmm. and their fathers' fathers' names. Uh, but again, he's completely silent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we have the tragedy. We begin with you know Peter, you know disowning Jesus, and obviously you know we uh, when we look at the text. Uh, we, we can easily find ourselves in the place of Judas, one who was supposed to be a friend who sometimes betrays with a kiss, and we can see ourselves in the place of Peter, one who indeed was a friend but didn't have the courage mm-hmm. uh, to stand for the convictions um, of his faith. And uh, we see the bitterness that results from that. And, of course, a couple of days ago, we just, mm-hmm. you know, read, you know, chapter you know, 13, mm-hmm. uh, where we talked about, you know, holding firm to the end and those who hold firm to the end will indeed receive eternal life mm-hmm. which is you know promise here in hebrews that believers are those who hold on all mm-hmm. the way to the end not because we have the strength to hold on but because yeah. he causes us in his strength to hold on and then love getting to know the rest of peter's story right how it didn't end with him yeah, denying sure. Christ and, and right. leaving forever, right? As we were saying, he did hold on to the end and actually suffered immensely for the sake of Christ. And so mm-hmm. even love after the resurrection, he gets to restore Peter, which you know we'll see down the road. And so just love knowing that even at this very low point in Peter's yeah. life, there is still hope for him in Christ and, and there's redemption and, and restoration in Jesus. Yeah. And of course, as we've said many times this week, next week we'll be reading Peter. Yep. And we will see yes. the depth of how his faith was refined by fire and how he challenges us to allow our faith to be refined by fire as, fire as well. David, do you mind closing us uh, with a word of prayer? Oh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Um, even the difficult texts like we read today where we see our Savior wrongfully convicted when we see many people out to condemn him um, and to condemn him to death, and we see his friends leaving him, and we see him all alone. Um, Father, it's in that picture that we know that that's exactly what we deserve because of our sin, but yet Christ took our place. He lived the life we couldn't live. He died the death we should have died. And so, Father, we thank you so much for Christ who took our place, who bore our sufferings, 
and we rejoice in the good news of what he's provided us. Um, but even now in our text, we see at what great cost it came. And so, Father, may we be um, your people. May we not leave you, but may we stay with you. And we know that the reason we can stay is because you're the one that keeps us. You're the one that holds us. And so it's in you um, that we stay. And so, Father, we rejoice in that, and we thank you for that. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.